Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Special Christmas 2019 edition. I received a text message from my great friend, Mark Mason, the other day. He says, hey, we should record some content soon. And he wanted me specifically to be on his show for a segment talking about some of the recent changes that he had noticed in just my own personal life. Just this idea of experiencing a significant amount of peace in the midst of everything that goes on in life. It just seems like no matter what's going on, there's just something different about how I'm experiencing life. And so he wanted to see if we could have a conversation about that in his podcast. And I said, absolutely, anytime. I said, when would be good for you? And then I didn't get a response. I think that was yesterday that the text message started. But he said there, he says, uh, how about sometime today? And I said, how about right now? And then Mark and I jumped immediately onto a Zoom call. And we recorded what you are about ready to hear for his podcast, which by the way, if you want to hear his version of this, which will probably be edited down just a little bit, but it was, uh, his podcast is called Late Night Internet Marketing with Mark Mason. So Late Night Internet Marketing is Mark Mason's podcast. Without any further ado, here's just a conversation between two friends. So here's the reason I called. And I, I think that this is something that, that I'm uniquely in a position to observe better than all the rest of your audience because of this boyfriend factor that you've described, right? Where we talk all the time. So I would say that you are in many ways a completely different person than you were a year ago today. And I would describe the differences on two levels. One, you have a clear path to the kind of financial results that most people only dream about in 2020. They're immediate. They're right in front of you. You've already achieved a lot of progress in that area. And it is only, I mean, the future is so bright. You've got to wear shades in the, uh, in the immortal, immortal words of Corey Hart, right? So there's that. But also at the same time, and this is what's so super unique, you're more at peace with the direction that your life is headed and the things that are going on in your life than I've ever seen you in the decade that we've been hanging out together. So Cliff Ravenscraft, my question to you is, do you agree with that characterization? And if so, what is the big takeaway? What happened that you can share with people that will help them understand how to achieve the kind of results that you've been able to achieve in the last year? Wow. So first question, do I agree with the assessment that you've made? 
I, with the second part, yes. The with the, the peace part. The peace, the peace part. part. Absolutely. I've experienced more peace, love, joy, and abundance more since Tuesday, September 10th, 2019 than I ever have in my life. And it seems to increase can uh I would even say exponentially in some day on some days than than the day before. And it has And we're gonna un, we're gonna unpack that. Okay, we're gonna unpack that. Okay, so you agree with that part of the assessment. What about the other part? The other part of the assessment is that I'd say when it comes to let's just call what you said the first one is the certainty of my financial future. I'd say it's unchanged from prior years. With that being said, I, I certainly do have a clearer picture of a path towards the financial things of 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 the future, but there are still uh, there are still certain uncertainty that's built into the path that I have chosen. So while I'm much more confident today than ever before about my financial future as far as income consistently coming in. I would say there's just as much uncertainty about the fact that it could be interrupted unexpectedly at any point. So, for example, I'm still in a position where if I was diagnosed with cancer and I all of a sudden don't I'm going through treatment and I'm literally zapped of all of my energy and I can't work and do the kind of work that I do today for a period of three to six months, my income's not going to stay the same. That's that's a very real picture of what could happen. So right. I, I would say I'm I'm just as up in the air financially, but barring something of that happening, I would say that you know I, I I'm I'm about today the same as where I was with podcasting A to Z. Podcasting A to Z, I knew that if I worked and worked and did the system that I had been able to repeat a year, year after year, I knew that I could drum up enough business to get 20 students minimum every other month to be in podcasting A to Z. Today, I'm just as confident that I can keep my current desired products and services filled. The cool thing is, is today it's recurring revenue versus hunting and gathering marketing before, which I kind of like a lot better. But the reality is, is that one client drops out, my income is, you know how some people, they get a raise and it's like a dollar per hour or something like that. Right. I'm, I'm at the place when if one client drops out of my system, my income, I just got to notice that I'm my, I'm going to make $25,000 less this next year, unless I go find somebody to replace that one client. Right. So it's it's lumpier. It's lumpier. So so I what I'm saying though is that first one is that I'm not any more when it comes to that that need of certainty, that financial certainty that man I'm on the right path and and that that I know I I'm I am more and more con, I am extremely more confident that my financial future is set. I I I have no more certainty than I did before, but I'm certainly not at a lack of any certainty there. But it does actually tie in. All of this ties into why I have more peace in my heart than ever before. So let's talk about that. And I, and maybe I'll reclassify my, uh, the statement about your certainty, because I'm probably calibrating, even though I didn't realize it, to the day you called me up and said, hey, I'm going to 
quit doing podcasting A to Z. What do you think? And, and then the, the financial uncertainty that ensued after that and where you are now. Okay. So let's set that aside. Let's talk about the peace thing. I know a lot of people that listen to my show and I'm sure this is true for your show as well. That's even if they can't articulate it, that's really what they're looking for. They want to be happy, which has something to do with doing work that they love probably. And they want to be secure in the, in the understanding that that work is going to provide for their family. And they, they want to derive some, they want, in the words of Tony Robbins, they want to be loved. They want to help people. They want to do something that, that generates more love in their life. And even when people don't realize that, you know, this very well, Tony talks a lot about this. This is an underlying motivation for people. You're, you're, you're up into the right on all that stuff. And I wonder if you could talk about why it is you say that on September 19th, September 10th time, uh, September 10th, that this has happened and, and what that's all about. And, and, you know, the next question is going to be, if people want to replicate that in their lives, what are the, what are the things they need to be thinking about? Well, I can tell you right now, Getting to September 10th, 2019 was a very long journey for me that I would say probably started when I was 18 years old. Uh, it, it, and which, so it took, it took a while, you know, but yeah. here it, it almost goes back to 2005 when I discovered podcasting as a hobby. And then a couple months later in, I think it was right around February, 2006, I started asking myself the question, I wonder what life could be like or would be like if I did this for a living instead. And this wasn't teaching people how to create a podcast. It was, I wonder if I could, act, I wonder what life would be like if I was able to make a living, you know, financially provide for my family and, and take care of all the financial stuff. But man, what, what I most want to do, what I feel most called to do in this world is to use my voice to entertain, educate, encourage, and inspire other people. That's what I've always wanted to do. It's, it's, it's like, this is what makes me come alive. If right. I get to do this, I, I want to contribute to the well-being of others using the things that I've learned. Basically, I, I want growth and contribution. Those are the two things I've been most called to. All right. So that it's been a journey of trying to figure that out. And when I started my own business, I left my career as an insurance agent in January, 2008. I'm like, how do I, how do I get to do this and still take care of the finances? And I had very limiting beliefs about whether or not one could get paid just to speak into a microphone and encourage people. I mean, I know other people would do that, have done that, and I even went down the path of, of generating money from the content that I was creating. And, and what I found was there was an easier path to the financial side of things, which was technical consulting, teaching, education in the area of the technical aspects of podcasting. That just seemed to be low-hanging fruit, which I later discovered because of a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, I discovered something that was my zone of excellence. My zone of excellence is understanding complex technical things, learning about those things, and, and specifically also not just the technical aspects of them, of them themselves, 
but the unique approach to the way that I think about what do I want this technology to do or to accomplish for me? And then how can I incorporate just bits and pieces and then exclude everything else that doesn't matter? How can I clear away all of the overwhelm and just get the just-in-time learning of exactly what it is that I need from this to be able to accomplish this? And who cares about all the stuff I don't know? This is right. what I want. And then reduction my, to practice. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, all of these people who who are overwhelmed and they're trying to swallow an entire elephant when all they need is the tail to come. Right. So all basically I, I found that I could make a living teaching people just the tail of podcasting. I didn't need to teach them the entire elephant. Just the tail. That's all you need. If you want to be able to do what I'm doing and create the content, let me show you exactly how I did it step by step. And I learned I could make lots of money from that, from this zone of excellence thing. But it wasn't my, what I learned is my zone of genius. My zone of genius, see what uh, Gay Hendricks in his book, The Big Leap said, your zone of excellence is something that when you do it, you're better at it than pretty much anyone else out there. It's not that there aren't other people that exist that are as good as you at it, but when it comes to the average people who call themselves whatever it is you call yourself, you're at the top of the top. That's your zone of excellence. However, there's this, he says there's this next level called your zone of genius. This is something that's unique to you. Uh, it's something that you do better that only you could do. It's not that there aren't other people who do things similar to it, but there's something about you and the way you approach it. This, the, the, the world cannot get this thing from any other human on this planet. It's, yours, you, it's what you were created to be. Now, I'm, I'm putting language on top of Gay Hendricks because Gay Hendricks does not sure, mention right. God in this book at all, but... It's like uh, zone of genius is is this thing that you were uniquely gifted and put on this world to do. And th- both of these can create great financial wealth for you. And if you tap into your zone of genius, he says, you'll find that your uh, success, love, abundance, all areas of your life will exponentially grow if you could focus a majority of your time spent inside of your zone of genius instead of your extremely wildly profitable zone of excellence. And the, right. the problem is, is people get so financially successful inside of their zone of excellence that they believe that it would be impossible to make as much money doing something that they love because they've been conditioned to believe that this is where the financial certainty comes from. The only problem is, is what your, your your zone of excellence is, it doesn't make you come alive. It, it, it doesn't light you up. It doesn't fuel you. It serves other people and it serves you financially, but it doesn't fulfill you. It, and that's not to say there aren't parts of what you do that aren't fulfilling. It just says that this isn't, it, it, this it doesn't consistently ongoing have you overflowing with love and zeal for life. Zone of excellence work just doesn't do that. It does it sometimes, but those when you evaluate those sometimes that it fills you up, that it lights you up, your zone of excellence work, what you're finding out is that you've actually been tapping into your zone of genius inside of this zone of excellence work that you do. And so when I discovered all of this, Mark, in September of 2017, I, I realized it's like, wow, I know why I've been so successful in this work as Podcast Answer Man. 
And it's not because of my technical skills and abilities. It's because of the amount of encouragement and inspiration and motivation that people have gotten from the way that I think, the way that I, I process, my authenticity, my transparency, and my honesty for saying things exactly what I'm thinking without fear of how you might judge me. Or, better put, in hindsight, after having already published something without thinking about what you might feel about me. Right. <laughs> My, my, my process of most of the time never going in and removing something that I just published based upon how you might think about me. So in essence, there's something about just me, the way that I show up, the way that I process what I'm experiencing in life. This is my zone of genius. And if I could tap into this, and then I started asking myself, I wonder what life would be like if I could do this for a living, not instead of selling insurance, because I already made that transition, now, what would life be like if I could do exactly what I wanted to do in February 2006 with my entire life? What if I could do that again, asking the same question, instead of teaching people the technical aspects of podcasting? And I pursued that. So that's, the, that's where the big, that's, that's an overview of like a decade of growth. There's a lot to be said about the fact that before I discovered uh, the big leap, in September of 2017, you know that uh, 2015 and 2016, I had already discovered, you know, I, I don't care how much money I'm making. I'm, I was making a half a million dollars a year in my business, and I am a solopreneur. They're not a single employee. Not, I had one contracted worker that cost me maybe 20 to 40 bucks a week, which was, that was all covered by the equipment sales for podcasting that she was taking care of. I had right. extremely low overhead and my business was generating a half a million dollars a year. I work from home in my basement. My overhead is next to nothing. Wildly financial successful. successful. More and more dead inside every single day though. Yeah, and... You know, it's, it's interesting because there's just so many things to take away from all that. But when you describe that people working in their zone of excellence on a day-to-day -day basis with occasional peaks into their zone of genius, what I think of is the, the full-time employee out there that's feeding their family in their zone of excellence and they're trying to do a side hustle in their zone of genius which sounds very familiar to me personally. So, I mean, that I think that applies to a lot of people. But the other thing that I think is remarkable about your story, and I, I wonder what you think about this, because I know you try to help people work these things out. What's unique about you is not so much that you read the Hendrix book and, and other books and worked all this out. It's that you took the time to be introspective. You put in a lot of energy to figure out what it meant for you. And I, one of the things that I see is oftentimes people aren't sufficiently introspective. They're not thinking about, they're not put looking in the mirror and trying to figure out what things mean for them. Is this something that you, um, that you encounter when you're coaching people is and do you find yourself holding a mirror up to people or asking them to hold a mirror up to themselves? That is something that I 
that is a part of my zone of genius is the fact that when I am studying something, when I am learning something new, I don't just go on to the next thing. I go deep. So I going deep instead of wide. And most of the time what I'll do is I spend – a lot of people will judge me for this and have judged me for this. It's like, Cliff, you certainly do a lot of talking about yourself. You're right because I spend most of my time <laughs> working on me. I, I, I am a professional coach long before I co- decided to coach anyone else. I've always been looking to coach me. I want to actually become a better version of me. So while some of my friends, actually, Mark, some of our mutual friends have these commitments. I'm going to read 35 books a year, 52 books a year. Right. Like, I'm lucky if I read one or two books every year or two years. So for me, when I discovered the the big leap by Gay Hendricks, it's all I talked about for six months. I'm still talking about it two years later. All right. right. And actually, I just recently read it for the, the eighth or ninth time within the past two months. And I'm still talking about it. And, and we're, in fact, there's going to go back to your other question earlier. Um, I'm going to talk about how I came to this decision or this realization on September 10th, I have more peace, love, joy, and abundance than I've ever had before in my life. And it has nothing to do with any external circumstances that I've done as far as the work that I do and all that other stuff. But what I, so to answer this question, when I, when I read a book that really touches something inside of me, I go deep into it. I'll listen to the audiobook version several times. If it's powerful enough, I'll then get either the physical version or the Kindle version and highlight that thing. I'll go to Evernote and I will I will take notes. And pretty much by the time I get into the Evernote, I've literally transcribed the entire book into Evernote. I create tons of personal content, me talking about how, what, here's a little insight that I got from this chapter of this book. Here's a vlog episode, which I'm going to summarize in an email newsletter, and I'm going to record four or five different pieces of audio content, all related about how this one principle in this one chapter of this one book has radically got me thinking about all of my experiences in the past, seeing them through a new filter that all of a sudden awakens me to how I want to do life differently moving forward. And I might actually have five or 10 insights like that per every chapter of this book. So yes, I definitely go deep. And because I've gone so deep and I've learned how to take this, I will oftentimes have a client who might be struggling with something that I've struggled with in the past. And I say, I I suggest, hey, I'd love to suggest that you read this book over the next two weeks. Would you be willing to do that? And they say, sure. And then they'll come back and say, listen, I read that book. I just don't get it. What's the big deal about that book? And then, of course, I go into Evernote exactly related because I have <laughs> I have the most profound notes and it's easy for me to find exactly what I'm looking for from this book. And I could take them. I said, turn to page so-and-so and, and read to me, what does it say here? And they read that line. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's just, we're on a Zoom coaching call and it's absolute dead silence for like 90 seconds, which seems like about 40 minutes. Right. For It seems like forever when you're on a coaching call. Yes. And so all of a sudden it's like, Oh my gosh. That's their that's their response. I didn't see that. 
right. and, and see flew right through it. Exactly. Yep. You flew right through that one. You know, it, it's like, and trust me, that's we all do that. I do that. I fly through this stuff. That's why I go back and I read it a second time, a third time, a fourth time when it's something that resonates with me that I know I need to hear. And at the opening of, by the way, I know I'm going to sell a couple copies of Gay's book, The Big Leap, by the way. That because at the very opening introduction and the opening first chapter of this book, he says, let me ask you this question. Are you willing to feel good and have your life go well all of the time? Right. That's the whole premise. Are you willing to feel good and have your life go well all of the time? And I remember the first time I, I read the book. The very first, I was listening to the audiobook. In fact, I remember where I was. I was in Anaheim, California, walking out of Disneyland on my way back to the hotel. I had just started The Big Leap on audio. He says, are you willing to feel good and have your life go well all the time? And it just so happened to be that I was feeling good and my life was going well. And when I heard that statement the first time, I paused. I, I, I stopped gay for a moment and I'm like, nobody's life yeah, nobody right. feels good and has their life what go nonsense, well nonsense right it's total nonsense that's right and 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 all of a sudden i found myself rejecting that thought because i'd been conditioned to think that life sucks a lot of the time i, I it reminds me i think there's a quote i need to find this quote from c3po he goes I, it seems like if this is our lot in life we're meant to suffer or something like that is that Am I th dreaming that up or that's a real C-3PO quote, right? I don't know, but I'm going to research it as soon as we get off this call. I'm pretty sure he says something like we, we were meant to suffer or something like that. But anyway, I, I started to to evaluate this and then I would listen to what he was saying and I'm like, wow, he says, you know, oftentimes we get to the place where our, we, our life is going well, we're feeling great, and there he says there's this threshold to where you get to at some point in life where life goes a little bit better than you feel worthy of or that you feel like you sh that that is okay because at some point your life is going so well and it's and you're feeling so much better than pretty much everyone else you know and you feel like man I I shouldn't do this and so subconsciously or consciously one or the other you'll do something to self sabotage yourself and and you'll bring yourself down. Your your body sometimes self-consciously will make you get sick. You'll you'll come down with an upper respiratory infection and you'll right. and you'll do, and you'll refuse to go to the doctor and and you'll let it turn into bronchitis and then you'll have this persistent terrible cough that you'll have to overcome for 3 months and you've done all of that so that your life isn't so much better than everyone else around you. And when I and when I discovered that, I realized, wow, I've I've had bron. He didn't use the the bronchitis thing. That would have been right. cool if he did. But what I realized, he says, you'll you'll find yourself your bottom body will sometimes do this. And Mark, I had been that was you. That, that was, was you, my I life. Remember. And yeah. it's like every time my life experience a new high, I come down with an upper respiratory infection, and two three times a year, exactly what I just said, I would do that. And after reading this book and evaluating it, I started to ask myself, am I, am I able to write an affirmation that says, in my own language, in my own words, am I able to say this and believe it to be true? I am willing to feel great 
and I changed the word to great. I am mm-hmm. I I am willing to feel great and have my life go well all of the time. And I was able to do that pretty easily. Do you want to know why? Yeah, of course. I was able to look at focus in on one word, willing. Yeah, am right. I willing? Exactly. I I had no problem to say, "Am I willing to feel great?" It's it would seem ridiculous for me to say, "No, I am not willing to feel great. I am not willing for my life to go well all of the time." So that. So what? The dif- sorry. Go ahead. The difference is, is that at some point, I actually added that to my affirmation, and I realized that. Wait a second. I am. I just hit a brand new high. I hit, just hit a brand new high, and I feel weird about where I am right now. I, I now understand the upper uh, thermostat setting, where my comfort zone is on how great my life is and how great I feel and all this stuff. All of these things, I realize I'm at an all-time high, and I do know that this seems a little weird. It seems a little out of the place, and, I, and, I, and because I, I was saying this, these affirmations every day, I am willing to feel great and have my life go well all of the time. And because I was willing to, and I was intentional in those moments, like, listen, I, 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 one day I had developed a, an upper respiratory infection. All of a sudden, I could feel it, that, that phlegm in my throat and stuff like that. And Mark, I don't know if you remember, but there was a time when I told you, it's like, you, hey, you said, hey, Cliff, what are you doing? I'm at the gym. What do you, so, right, and I right, said, and yeah. I'm sick, yes. I am sick, I'm sweating, I have a fever, and there's this stuff in my throat, but I am willing to feel great and have my life go well all of the time, I'm kicking this crap out of my system, and it's like, I, yes, ref- I, I remember that conversation like it was yesterday. I refuse to be sick, I believe I can kick this stuff out, and within two or three days, I will have, without going to the doctor, this stuff will be gone. And it worked. I'm yes. not, I, by the way, I do not prescribe this for others, but let me tell you something. I, I, it was the first time I realized, wow. And so Mark, I actually got to the place where I changed, I went into my affirmation file and I changed the phrase. And this actually happened closer to 2019. I am committed to right. feeling great. And having right. my life go well all of the time. And so what's the takeaway for someone who wants that? What's what's the key mindset, action, direction that they need to head to realize this kind of of gain? There there are two potential paths and, and that I that I'm thinking of right now. I am not for a moment saying these are the only two paths you can go down to get to the place, to the destination where I feel like I am today that you're highlighting here. But two paths that I can tell you is one, there's the path that I went down, which is get, I can tell you the exact path. Uh, Make a decision to go to a Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within event. All right. And before you go to a Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within event, Buy the pro, the ten day audio program called Creating Lasting Change, so that you can be introduced to the language you will hear Tony speak at this event. So you don't go there and hear it for the first time. Listen to the ten day program called Creating Lasting Change 
without taking any notes, without trying to understand what he's saying, and realize that about 90% of the words Tony's speaking make no sense to you, but don't listen to it to accept or reject anything that he's saying. Just listen to it without pausing all the way through one time. Let it wash over you, all right? Don't worry about whether you pick up anything he's laying down. Just listen to the intriguing stories about Bob who was going to murder his wife and kids. Uh, and and, and I, yes. those stories will, will impact you, I promise you. You'll, you'll connect with those. But then go back and listen to it a second time. The 10-day program a second time. And then realize that you're going to pick up a little bit more the second time that you didn't pick up the first time. Then... By that time, you should now be ready to go to your Unleash the Power Within weekend. It's going to be incredibly impactful for you. For me, it was a life-altering, life-changing weekend. Uh, it was also exhausting and, and for other reasons, but let me just say this. It was incredible. And then what I did personally was I purchased another program called Personal Power 2 by Tony Robbins. It's a 30-day program, and I listened to it the first time with not, without taking any notes, I've since then, over the last several years, have listened to Creating Lasting Change, Personal Power 2, and an audio program called Classic Unleash the Power Within, Classic Tony from Nightingale Cotton. Anyway, I've listened to these three audio programs about 36, 37 times through in the wow. past, since 2016. Since 2016, I've listened to these multiple times over and over and over again and then i read the book psycho cybernetics and then i read the the big leap or i think it was actually the other way around the big right. leap psycho cybernetics and then just studying all of this stuff and and i started to read this book called the prosperous coach would which introduced me to a guy named uh michael neal which is a lot more new agey than i feel comfortable with but there was this book called super coach that I listened to the audiobook while I was on a road trip for a speaking gig. And this one chapter in this book, even though the rest of the stuff kind of seemed a little new agey to me and, and things that was hard for me to swallow, there was this one chapter that says, listen, you, we all were born with everything we ever needed to be at peace, to have balance, everything we need, it's all there, it's provided, you don't have to work, strive for all the abundance, peace, love, success, it's all there for you at all times. And we are conditioned throughout our young childhood and then into our adult life that we have lack. In fact, I'm going to say it, a lot of marketing has tried to convince us that we have a significant amount of lack. That sure. you, that you course, have yes. pains and you won't be able to solve this pain unless you buy such and such products, which means you need to go out and earn money so that you can have this and all this other stuff. And what I came to realize after, after all of this stuff, and there's so much in between, I, what, how I got to where I was, where I, I got to the place where I was like convinced I must make a million dollars in 2020. I must hire a coach and spend $100,000 and invest in this particular coach. I'm convinced this is exactly what I need. Yep. And it was about, it was, the, it was I listened to this audio book and I'm like reevaluating. Do I really need to make a million dollars next year? I, I have every, I've, I, there's no question I can make a million dollars next year. But then I asked myself the question, at what cost? 
Right. Exactly. And, and then, yep. like, can I? Can if, if do I have everything within my power to invest a hundred thousand dollars in this coaching? Yes, everything's within my power to do that. But at what cost? Do I need to do? Do I need this coach? And the answer to that question immediately became no. And I'm like, whoa, that one slapped me upside the face. Where does that come from? And it came from reading this book, Super Coach, that I don't need anything. And I and I and I, it, it was challenging for me because I had just I had just engaged Rich Litvin, the co-author of the book, The Prosperous Coach. And I told him, I'm very interested. I, I want all the details about what it would be to uh, sign up for your $100,000 personal one-on-one coaching package. And we on Tuesday, September 10th, we were scheduled for our second coaching experience where we would finally, I would finally get to understand what are the logistics and at the beginning of that call, he says, so Cliff, what's what's on your mind? What's going on lately? I said, the weirdest thing. He says, what's that? And I said, I don't know how to explain it, but over the last several hours, last several days, but certainly in this moment, I've come to realize I have never experienced more peace, love, joy, success, and abundance than I have in this very moment. I have no worry, no anxiousness, and all this stuff. And traditionally, I'm in a spot right now where traditionally I would have a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of uncertainty, worry, all of this stuff. I'm out of town. I've been traveling more than ever. I'm outside of every routine that my body thrives on. And my conference is this week. I've publicly stated for the last two years it's going to have 300 people. I, for the second year in a row, have failed miserably in public to reach this goal. And I don't care. I don't care about any of it. I, a matter of fact, I, it doesn't matter. And I... I am so at peace. There are so many things that are up in the air. In fact, financially, I'm in a worse place than I was a year ago because I had made a, a lot of similar mistakes. Um, I know how to get out of them because last year I was negative $38,000 in the hole because of how I did Free the Dream 2018. This year, I might, it looks like I'm only going to be about negative 20000 but that's because I had the sense to stop the madness a couple right. of days ago. Um, thankfully, I didn't sell any more tickets because it wasn't the right thing for me to do. I'm going to dig myself out of this hole. I know it's all going to work out. But man, I've realized just how much all of those things that I was doing was driven by a need for significance and a need for certainty and a need for all of this other stuff. And the reality is, is I don't need any of that. I am significant. I have certainty. My certainty doesn't come from my bank account. My certainty comes in my faith in God. And even when I struggle in my faith in God as being exactly as figured out in my head as what I believe I believe about God, I still have never been let down by the creative forces of the universe or whatever you want to call God and how he works and how he created it all. The one thing I know is there's never been a time in my life where every single need I've ever had hasn't been met. And there's nothing for me, there's nothing that will convince me that that's not always going to be true. 
So mm. all of this work and strive and worry and anxiety is for nothing. It's not that I sh- I'm not going to be... Dr- it's like I don't have any fear that if I give up all of this push for making things happen, it's not that I'm going to lose my drive. I know I'm going to be driven. But man, what what excites me is that now I'm going to be driven by a sense of purpose and identity and authenticity and integrity with who I feel I was created to be versus driven by a need for more significance or more financial security. I'm not going to create content so that I can get, so that people will like me. I'm not going to create content to impress people about who I am and that they should how they should feel about me. I'm not going to create content just so people will buy crap from me. I'm going to create content because I felt called to create content. And I'm going to trust that the right people need what I have to create because I was put on this earth for the pur- for a purpose and if I w- woke up with air in my lungs today, it's because there's still some work that I'm supposed to be doing. And that's always going, whatever I choose to intentionally do, led by the spirit or led by prompting or whatever, whatever I feel called to do that day, I'm always at the right place in the right, at the right time with the right people doing the right thing all the time. I just trust that. And I, I know that I'll have everything I need. I'm still a driven person, but driven to grow personally and professionally, and driven to contribute and add value to others. And that has always been what's provided everything. It wasn't my working 14, 18 hours a day, seven days a week, around the clock. My worry, fear, and anxiety that motivated tons of activity, it was not all of that that actually generated the funds that got me out of problems in the past. And, right. and that's what I realized. It's like, wow, I don't have to live life the way that I've lived it the last 46 years of my life. Wow. And, so the, the bottom line has something to do with the fact that you're 100% in alignment with what you're called to do. Yes. And so path A is try all of those things and see if they work for you. Or <laughs> path B and, and this is the selfish one. And, and if this comes also as selfish, then, then understand that just ignore it. So, uh, item B is find somebody who is already experiencing the type of life or outcome that you want and work with them and see if they can't help you shorten, shortcut yourself to the process. And that's what I do today. I, it's like that, as a professional coach, I'd, I work with people who want the, to experience what it is I've been able to experience. And what I can do from all of my countless hours of going through Tony Robbins materials, big leap materials, and all this other stuff, and using myself as a guinea pig of the things that do and don't work and finding out all kinds of things. And I'm still a work in progress, but boy, I've learned the questions to ask myself. And the one thing that I've learned and the most powerful thing is that I'm not going to, if you were to hire somebody like me, I'm not going to tell you the answers that you need. I'm going to right. ask you the questions so that you can realize the answers that you need are already inside of you. And I'm just going to help you get to those answers that were already there. Because this is what I learned. And Rich Lidfin says, Cliff, you don't need a coach. Right. And he says, nobody needs a coach. His question is, do you want one? And, and I said, I don't think I do. And he says, cool. It's no for now. 
And and it, it was is like that was wild. But the thing is, is that some people do want to coach. And I have, by the way, I do have coaches, but do I want a hundred thousand dollar coach so right. that, it, that it necessitates that I make a million dollars or even, an, you know, this, it's like, no, I don't want that. I want more margin in my life. I want, I want to, I want to scale back and invest deeper and all this stuff. And when, as soon as I cleared out all the crud in my life, I'm like, wow. And Mark Mason, I will tell you there, I am running against an upper limit challenge right now. And that is, I am in a place where I am doing a lot less than I ever have before. My monthly recurring revenue is about 5K higher than it's ever been. Right. And I never have anything scheduled on my calendar on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday ever. As a matter of fact, I never have to work on those three days for the year 2020 ahead. And right, we just picked up the phone and started talking today because you didn't have anything on your calendar. When I texted you, you said, well, I said, when can we talk? You said, well, how about right now? Yep. That's crazy. Exactly. And and and, and it fits right in because it's like, listen, I will never create a piece of content unless I feel inspired. And I feel inspired. So you, well, you, your inspiration inspires people. So thank you for that. Thank you for all the inspiration. And the thing that strikes me about everything that you just said, and you and I've had some coaching uh, calls with me as the, with the, as the person being coached in you as the coach, and they're amazing. The thing that amazes me is what you really just said is when you were working in your, in your zone of excellence with podcasting A to Z, the, the glimpse of your zone of genius was that you were able to distill that all down and give people what they needed to be successful in podcasting. And now that you're working in this area of turning people's lives on, you're able to do the same thing, distill that thousands of hours of content and learning and personal experience down and focus it to help people. I think that really is your gift is to, as we said before, get to something that's actionable and pragmatic and implementable for people to help them. And that's really cool. Yeah. And th- that, I love that you said that that's exactly it. Um, that's what I love about coaching is, is, is that this gift that I've had, and, and I believe it is a gift. I, I, I think it's a talent that is naturally inside of me. It's been there since I was a kid. Now that I no know doubt, no now doubt. That, now that I know it, I've, I see it throughout my entire lifetime, how I've been able to take all of this stuff and then just teach you the bit you need. It's like, and I mean, I get on a coaching call. And it's like, man, there are 50 million things that I could t- tell you right now. But, I, but I've gotten to this place where I just sit and I, and I tell my coaching clients, and you remember this, there's going to be moments of silence because while you're speaking, right. I'm not going to be thinking of the next thing that I'm going to say and where I want to take this conversation, but I'm going to be silent and I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to tune into whatever's inside of me and the right thing that needs to be shared with you in this moment, just to, I'm going to give you the tail of the elephant rather than the elephant. Awesome. So I'm going to wrap some Christmas presents and we're going to wrap this conversation. How's that for a segue? That's awesome. I love it. Mark Mason. uh, It has been a distinct pleasure to speak with you in this unscheduled way. Thank you so much. Hey, it's my pleasure. Anytime you want to jump on a call, you let me know. Okay, dude. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas. And uh, I hope everything is awesome. Please tell your family I said hello. Merry Christmas. Mindset and Superman.